Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about inversion. It's this idea of switching your life up and perceiving it in a radically new way, where you are living from the inside out rather than the outside in. And it has to do with coming to this idea called the ecstatic life. The ecstatic life is about transcending the self. And when you are viewing yourself from the perspective of an individual trying to make it on your own and detach from everyone and everything, you are really living in fear. To move to an ecstatic life, you transcend that self and you become part of something bigger than you. And in this episode, Joshua explains it in great detail. In fact, this idea of inversion, of flipping that perspective is something that we talk about a lot in the quantum life theory program. It's all based in science, quantum physics, neurobiology, psychology, and there's nothing woo-woo about it. It's a fascinating way that Joshua and the White Light have collaborated to create a program that really will be available to everyone's belief system when most people aren't really believing in channeling or woo-woo stuff like this. They will wholly understand the logical way that QLT is laid out for them. And this QLT program has to be done in person. It's highly interactive. There's a lot of activities and a lot of interaction between the other people in the group. It's really going to be a lot of fun. We're having our first one here in just a couple of weeks at the Joshua House. That sold out immediately. So we've added another one, which will be July 28th to 31st. So if you'd like to attend this live event here at the Joshua House, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. Also, there is a lot of stuff at the website, which is theteachingsofjoshua.com. You can get the seven-day course, How to Radically Change Your Vibration. And that's a course you take on your own over seven days. It has a lot of the tools that we use in the boot camp. It's sort of like a little prepper course that you just do on your own, but it has everything there including the daily spiritual practice and all the meditations. Normally that course is $79, but if you use the coupon code 50OFF, you get it for $29. On the website, there's also free meditations. And if you download those today, I'll send you a link to all of the meditations and also a video on exactly how to use those meditations. There's also the audiobook, A Perception of Reality, and there is links to all kinds of free stuff and articles that Joshua has written over the years and all the Joshua books. If you haven't already purchased one or all of the books, you can see them on the website or you could go to Amazon and just type in my name, Gary Temple Bodley, and you'll see the four books that are available there. All right. Thanks for being here. Remember to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and put it on Facebook and leave a review if you can. That'd be amazing. The Reviews tend to be the thing that allows other people to find this podcast. We're growing and growing, and it's all thanks to you, so I appreciate your help. And if you have any questions for me, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. All right, let's get ready for the show. We are thrilled to be here. Well, it seems like there's a lot of things going on in this reality. It seems like a lot of things can capture your attention. And... If you were to take yourself out into nature, what would capture your attention in nature would be quite a bit different. What the feeling of nature would be would be quite a bit different. And if you're at home and you're watching TV and you're watching the news, what captures your attention there 
might trigger a bit of fear, maybe a little bit of negative emotion, maybe a little concern or worry or doubt or pity for others who are being shown their trials and tribulations as they go through life in other parts of the world and what they're going through. And because you are feeling separate, you have created a dynamic, a set of experiences and emotions and and a feeling of separation, that those people are not really you and that that nature is not really you. But when you're in nature, you feel differently, don't you? When you're in nature, you are more connected than you might otherwise believe. You might even feel connected. You might feel at peace. You might feel at ease. And when you're at work or when you're driving in traffic or when the kids are screaming or someone's arguing with you about something, you feel a bit differently. And this has to do with the way you are perceiving reality based on the identity that you've created for yourself. And you may tend to believe that you have no control over this, and this is not true at all. There is no real need to control anything in this reality. And of course, all control is based in some sort of fear. But you do have some power over this. And then your power is your ability to choose your perspective and to choose how you want to perceive anything. You might believe that it's beneficial to watch the news and protect yourself and choose to perceive yourself as vulnerable, have a need to put up borders and keep bad things out. But in this reality, in all realities, there are no bad things. Everything is neutral. Everything is given a meaning based in your perception of yourself within your reality. But when you perceive yourself as a victim, meaning that outside conditions can make you feel something, you're heightening your physical senses and you're really perceiving this 3D reality as an accurate reflection of what's actually happening out there. And this is not true at all, and you well understand this. What is actually happening is you're creating every single thing that you experience in every single moment of your life. You've never not created your reality. You created it before you were born. You perceived it as you were born and as you were a child. And you had experiences that gave you a feeling. And some of those feelings were wonderful. And some of those feelings were what you might call traumatic or painful or emotionally difficult in some way. And it all stems from this interesting aspect of physical reality called separation, which is not really available in other realities. In this reality, where there is a sense that you are an individual and that you cannot remember who you truly are and that you cannot really understand who anyone else is either. And you can't understand how they're feeling or how they're perceiving or what they're looking at or what they're seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, what they're experiencing with their physical senses. But you assume that they're experiencing something similar to you. And of course, this is not true. You are absolutely unique, but you might say, well, I'm no different than the next person, my neighbors and the people walking down the street and driving the cars and the people at work. And we're all sort of similar and experiencing things in a similar manner. This is not true. There is nothing similar in physical reality. It is all unique. Every single thing is unique in this reality. But when you're perceiving yourself from the limited perspective of one who believes that outside conditions and people can make them feel something. And so you must protect yourself from those negative emotions and seek some way to control this reality so that you experience more positive emotions. You are deeply rooted in this illusion of separation. And in this illusion of separation, 
brings more fear and more disconnection. You are more likely to act on urges to control or change or leave the conditions than you are to act on inspiration that will allow you to connect more and more and more and more. And so as we've been working with Gary and Christy in a collaboration with the White Light on the Quantum Life Theory Program, we've discussed this idea of inversion. Inversion is part of what we are calling an ecstatic life. An ecstatic life is where you transcend the self. The self is represented to you by your identity. And in that identity, because of this illusion of separation, you perceive yourself as one amongst many, but not one with many. In that perception of separation, all fear is derived. And if you were able to invert that, and this is what we are teaching, you would be able to see yourself as one with, not separate, combined, collaborative, co-creative, part of. You would identify yourself as we instead of I. This we instead of I philosophy is how you would transcend the self, the individual, to become part of a collective of humanity, experiencing this reality in a unique way, understanding that you're perfect, that the system is perfect, the conditions are perfect, everything that's coming to you is always for your benefit from this much higher perspective. And in that, you would be connected. This ecstatic life is the transcendence of the self. And with that transcendence comes an escape or a removal from fear and a union in love. If you could see yourself as one of many or one in general, and while it's possible to separate yourself and to identify yourself by your name, you would not perceive that as a benefit. You would see yourself as we do in the non-physical. We are the group of Joshua, and that group of Joshua is flowing in and out. We don't count how many are with us today. We don't take a roll call, and we never separate ourselves in or out of this group. We are Joshua, and you are Joshua. When you see yourself as we rather than I, you become more powerful, more capable, more worthy, more magnificent, more free, more abundant. Everything you truly want is in this we philosophy. And as your culture evolves, as you as the leader that you are and the teacher that you are, as you endeavor to this inversion from the victim to the creator, you gather, you bring together, you work with, you empower, and you become an example of one who has inverted to a transcendence of self, an ecstatic life. And in this ecstatic life, because you are removed from fear, the fear is only there for the individual. The fear is not there for the collective. In the removal of this fear, you elevate yourself to higher and higher and higher, lighter and lighter and lighter, freer and freer and freer, more abundant, quicker, faster densities. You move out of the solid feeling, attention-grabbing, three-dimensional reality. 
and you move into what you are calling a five-dimensional reality or a fifth density, you might say. In this fifth density, it is required that you become one with all. You are moving in a group, in a collective, all with a sense of love and a sense of the group is empowered to do what the group wishes to do. This makes it a lot easier to live life. And those of you who are coming together this time right now are able to see the benefit of moving with others, not fighting against, not arguing with, not trying to establish what you think needs to be taken care of or promoted or thought of as good. So in this evolution towards this collective identity, you must think about the judgment that you're offering in any moment. Why would you judge this as wrong? Why would you judge it as bad? Why would you need it to be different than it is? Why would you need yourself to be different than you are? You are perfectly suited as your unique puzzle piece within the all. In the non-physical, this is apparent because there is no illusion of separation. The puzzle is only complete when each piece fits their allotted space perfectly. So each view has been crafted uniquely to fit within whatever collective that you would like to join. And we're not saying that you need to disavow previous identity or disavow any aspects of who you are. These are all absolutely necessary and part of the dynamic of the whole. But there is no need for this judgment and this fear because it is all an illusion out of separation. And as you move towards greater connection, you will see this viscerally and you will feel it. This is a feeling reality. All you're ever doing is feeling something. And when you're in nature, you will notice that you feel connected more easily. And when you are in gatherings that are a lot of fun and that everyone is expressing high energy, you can feel as part of that gathering in that group. But the times where you judge others as wrong, this is when you separate yourself. And this is when the fear comes in. And the fear is always going to be more of the illusion, more confusion, more needing to protect yourself, more judgment, more criticism, more arguing. None of the things that you enjoy about life. And you will notice when you are trying to separate yourself, it's always when you're out of alignment, when you're acting on an urge to change conditions because some emotional trigger has been tapped into. And these triggers, of course, are based in the illusion of separation. All of your limiting beliefs are based in that illusion of separation and that not remembering who you truly are. So we ask you to invert, to transcend the self, and to think of your fellow man and all life on this planet as you, as one. Everyone is going through whatever they're going through. And eventually, the entire collective of humanity will evolve to understand itself for what it is, for the leading edge, for the tip of the spear of all life in the universe. You are here not because you've been punished or this is hard, but because you really wanted to be here. All of you, all humanity has. You are adventurers and explorers. You are way ahead of the curve. 
you are thrill seekers. And those of you on this call now and those of you listening at a later date, you couldn't be here unless you were ready for this, that you had the basics down already. The proof of this is your perspective as it is now, because you would not understand a word we said if your perspective was not already very high. This high perspective allows you to think more clearly because you are already feeling better compared to your fellow man. You've experienced enough of the inauthentic self. You've had enough experience in past lifetimes and even in this lifetime, pretending that you were disconnected. And so if you think about this ecstatic life and transcending the self and inverting from a outside-in approach to life to a inside-out approach to life, when you swap taking, taking, taking for giving, 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 every single thing you want will come to you. Because the energy of this universe is based in the energy of the collective moving through. And in a collective, the energy would be flowing through that collective easily without any interruption or any static. You can tap into that energy of the collective now, and you can flow your energy non-judgmentally, empathically, through your idea of service to others. Service to others. It's not that you are needing to change anyone, needing to fix anyone. There is nothing broken. Service to others is being you as authentically as you possibly can, as transparently as you possibly can, without fear of worrying about what others think. You be you because in you, there is a certain trait or a talent or a gift or a passion. And as you dive into this passion, you will notice that that passion somehow serves others. And when you warp time while you're diving into your passion and you're feeling connection in that passion, you will notice that the thing that really inspires you is the thing that will be of service to others. Whether that's an example, whether that is a clear stream of what you might call positive thought or compassion or non-judgment or neutrality even. These are things that you cannot see that affect the mass consciousness more than you can imagine. The ripples that go through you and go to where you can't even imagine. You offer a bit of kindness to some stranger in some situation. And that person feels different about themselves and feels different about their place in this reality. And then that will flow into another act of kindness and another act of kindness and another act of kindness and a story to tell. And it will ripple out and ripple out and ripple out. So as you are thinking about joining this collective called humanity, you might say, well, we are divided. We are separate. We have different ideas. And all of the differences are based in this illusion. You can overcome that illusion because it is an illusion. It is not true. Who you are in the non-physical, who you are here, it's not that much difference. The only difference is your perception of reality. You do not see what you can see in the non-physical. You can't remember 
and you can't understand this idea of connection or neutrality. But if you were taught this as a child, that you are source, that all life on this planet is source, that it's all connected through an invisible field, and that the energy that you're giving is what you receive from this energetic field. If you were taught this from the time you were born, you would have no doubt that you were connected and you would operate in harmony with the collective. And the collective would be a source of more joy. Right now, all of your source of joy is from within. All of your intellect, intuition, inspiration comes from within. Sometimes you'll see it, you'll hear it, you'll understand that inspiration. Sometimes you'll act on that inspiration. And when you do, you will connect. But sometimes you can't receive it because there are beliefs that block it. There are ideals. There's a misperception of your reality that blocks it. And so sometimes the inspiration comes from another person. Sometimes their inspiration comes from you. Sometimes it's easier for you to inspire others than it is for you to receive your own inspiration. Do you see how it's all entangled? Everyone you know is serving you, and you are essentially serving everyone you know. You're not really doing it consciously yet, but one day you will. And so if you can think about this thought now, how would I connect to another? You would do it in one way. In pure neutrality, which would imply non-judgment. There is no wrong anywhere in the universe. Everything is right. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hello, Joshua. Joe. So I just finished the second boot camp that I've ever taken, and I felt a huge shift. Uh, then the next day, I lost my job. And what's interesting about this is I did not freak out the way I have in the past, and I'm not even looking for a job. My plan is to just follow my inspiration and to see what happens. My question is, out of curiosity, what constitutes a rapid change versus not? Is it being very malleable? Is it working through all the uh, limiting beliefs, or is it just all of it? Well, the term rapid change, you must understand that you are changing and all humans and all life on this planet is never static. It's in constant flux. It's always changing. Your perception of what you might call rapid is arbitrary, subjective. To you, this might be rapid change, but from a universal point of view, it's just the same change as always. When you have a billion cells in your body changing every day, you don't even consider that. But that's a significant number. This change is ongoing. There's nothing happening outside of you. It's all happening within. The change occurs in the outer reality as a reflection of the change that's from within. How you are perceiving everything Depends on how you're perceiving yourself. Depends on what you're thinking about and how you're approaching life. So if you're approaching life as a victim and you were very concerned about losing your job and you would be flooded with urges and you'd have 
a fight or a flight response to almost every conversation you ever had, and you would be in high anxiety the whole time, then you might get promoted at work. And you would say, the promotion is because I'm diligent and I'm working really hard and I'm, I'm doing all the things that they tell me to do and I'm an excellent employee. And you might call that change. You might get to a very, very, very high perspective and suddenly the job evaporates. Well, if the job is no longer there to serve you, it can no longer be. Nothing can be in your reality unless it's serving you. So when you raise your perspective through experiencing a boot camp for the second time, the shift occurs from your perspective as a rapid change. It's an inevitable change. The thing that changes in this life, in your case, was the job. It could have been anything else that didn't serve you. And from your perspective now, you can understand completely that it's ushering in the next thing, the next evolution ready for you. Maybe you can see that right now, it happened at the perfect time. It coincided with your graduation of your second boot camp. And so from this high perspective, you say, wow, I've endeavored in this huge undertaking in how I'm seeing myself. I see myself from the highest perspective I've ever seen myself from. I understand how the universe works. I understand that when I approach this reality from the perspective of the creator rather than the victim, a thing like losing my job where I might have felt victimized before, I can't possibly see it that way now. All I can do is see it as amazing opportunity, amazing timing, the perfect thing to happen at the right time. Now, did the job leave because you graduated the boot camp? Or how you're seeing this is done because you have a new perspective. And we would say both are absolutely true. As you see things as good for you, when in the past you might assume as bad for you, you are showing yourself that you've elevated your perspective. When you realize that this job that you had before, while it may have provided a modicum of income and security and abundance, is highly limited for someone like you, and that your passions are certainly elsewhere, you'll notice that you get flooded with ideas, flooded with ideas. And you'll notice that you're able to push past fear, partly because you sort of have to now, don't you? And when you push past fear, you will always feel greater connection and exhilaration. And as you do it, you'll have an experience. And as you look back on that experience, you'll see it as perfect. And as you're going through the experiences, you'll notice that it's, ha it's happening for you. And it's giving you everything that you need to go to this next level. It's connecting you to that which you truly want. If you just were able to live on inspiration alone and give up all control, all needing to be right, all ideals, all attachments to outcome. And he said, if I receive this inspiration, I'm going to act. I don't know what it's going to lead me or what I'm going to do or what I can do in the moment. I'm going to be aware of the thoughts that come and say, I can't do it. I can't afford it. I don't have time. It won't work out. Blah, 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 blah. It's a waste of time. 
And I'm going to take whatever action I can in the moment. If I live as this blended being with full faith, then I'm absolutely supported and guided in every moment. If I live at this high level, how could I not experience the greatest ecstatic life? How could I not transcend this self, this small self that doesn't know who it is? That's men misperceiving itself and its reality and its relationship to its fellow man this whole time to act on inspiration you have to give up this need to protect yourself you have to give up this desire to view yourself as a victim you have to get up give up these ideals and it's not easy to do and we're not saying that you're going to do it or anyone could do it gary's been feeling a little bit blah lately joshua we've been working hard we've been doing all this stuff Where's our stuff? And seeing himself as a victim. That's okay. He'll get out of it. He'll laugh at it. He'll come to the conclusion that everything's happening perfectly. He'll look back and see how perfect it was. He wants certain things, and you're going to want what you want. But you're never going to need what you want if what you want doesn't come. You're always going to need what you want if your wants do come. If you need it, it must come. If you don't need it, it need not come. If you act on inspiration, great. That's going to lead you to a higher perspective. And at a higher perspective, you're going to get a new reflection of your reality. If you are unable to act on the inspiration, great. You'll explore more of where you are for a little bit longer until you choose to be ready. But there is no need to stick around where you are now if you are one that likes to explore and do outrageous things and challenge this life and and really understand that the obstacles and the manifestation events are all there to serve one thing your elevation in perspective and everything in this life is about perspective you know that the person who thinks of themselves as a victim and thinks that they're a loser and thinks that they can't do anything and thinks they're unworthy and thinks no one loves them is not having a good time in this life. Sure, that's an expansive experience. And sure, everyone will likely do that at some point. But once you've done it enough, once you're aware that this isn't satisfying, once you understand that your pre-birth intentions are much more powerful than that, once you're aware that your perspective is already this high, why not get a little higher? Why not get a little higher? Well, because you have residual limiting beliefs. And you have this overall sense that you're an individual and you must protect yourself from all kinds of bad things that could happen. But if you inverted that, you said, I'm afraid of this and this and this and this happening to me. But if those things were to happen to me, like losing my job right at the perfect time, if those things were to happen to me, did you ever in the last many years that you had this job worry about losing that job? And now you lost the job and Suddenly, there's nothing to worry about because it's happening at the perfect time. You never had to worry. Everything was always going to be perfect. And everything that goes in the future is always going to be perfect. But there is a momentum of this illusion of separation and victimhood and need to protect yourself and look both ways before you cross the street and be a good person and do this and do that and fit within the society and conform, conform, conform. You've had many years of programming to unravel. Now the fun is, what can you unravel? 
What can you see with your own eyes and say, that is ridiculous? I do not need to look both ways to cross the street. I am a magnificent, powerful, limitless being. I will sense it. I will understand that the universe is protecting me. I will understand that those individuals in the cars will see me and they will not be there if they're not needed to be there. All of this is like this. If you are inspired to meet somebody and you have a chance to send them an email out of the blue and talk to them about something that you're interested in and you know they're interested in or offer a service or offer to have a conversation, what would stop you from sending that email? There is no lion going to attack you when you hit the send button. There is nothing that's going to stop you or have any retribution except that little voice that says, you shouldn't have done that. What were you thinking? They must be thinking you're a nutcase by sending this email. When you are offering something, something that only you can offer, because there are only things that you can offer. And you have to understand that too. You might say, oh, well, anyone can do this that I do. Anyone can do that. No, nobody can do what you do. You are the only one. And when you have an inspiration to connect with someone or something, you're the only one who can do it in that way. And if you look at their life like that, like, if not me, then there is no one else. That's looking at yourself from a higher perspective. It's not bragging. It's not putting yourself out there as something better than anyone else. It is acknowledging the uniqueness of you. And so when you are inspired to do anything, you don't need to look around for approval or validation. Just hit the send button and let it go. And you'll be amazed what happens. You'll be amazed when you are inspired, what happens? Because the other person's inspired too. Or they're in fear. That's okay. But they're inspired. You can't be inspired without them being inspired as well. You push past the fear. Maybe they can't push past the fear. That's all there is to it. But if they can push past the fear, you created a connection. This is part of this process of connection. You're inspired. You take the action and you build a little pathway there to all sorts of possibilities that never existed before. You open up your future. The potential is limitless. If you think that the shift is fast now, you weren't inspired to quit your job. It just happened. Someone else was inspired to make these decisions that led to where you are now. You were probably inspired at some point to start something new, but you weren't ready yet. Now you've completed your second boot camp. Now you have a much higher perspective. Now you are in an absolutely new reality. And so you can expect things to happen quickly, but they're not going to happen quickly if you get the inspiration and choose not to act. You get to dictate the speed of all of this. The pace is up to you. You may want to go quickly for a little bit and then rein it back a little bit. That's fine. But if you got used to the roller coaster going faster and faster and faster and faster and faster, the ride would be more and more and more exciting. And you have to understand who you are. You are a thrill seeker. You may not have thought of that before, but you were comparing yourself to what you think a thrill seeker is. 
A thrill seeker is a soul who says, I'm going to come to Earth. And everyone's, Earth, are you crazy? That's a wild ride. And he said, I'm going to do it because it is a thrill. And I'm a thrill seeker. So while you're here, you might as well take it up a notch. See what you can do through connection. Through connection. You are more powerful than you can possibly imagine. You have no clue who you are. When you return to the non-physical, you'll say, wow, I had no idea. But if you want to really jumpstart this life, you really want to invert it, you really want to transcend the self, you really want to see what that feels like, you want to see what it's like to create in love rather than fear, that's waiting for you and all of you who are listening to this right now. You can transcend the self. The self doesn't really do you any good. It's not really making things better in your life. When you see yourself more as the creator, more as source, more as your inner self, more as worthy, more as one who can magically, and we don't want to say manipulate, but manipulate seems like a good word here, manipulate this physical environment for the fun of it. When you manipulate it for your personal gain, not so satisfying. When you manipulate it in connection to others, to other aspects of your reality, to other life on this planet, to other life in general, when you dive in and lean in and live from the inside out, flowing love, which is flowing inspiration, flowing action, flowing the things that only you can do, flowing passion, flowing connection, flowing acceptance. When you do that, when you invert, that's ecstasy. It's everything that you know about ecstasy, joy and jumping up and down and fun and laughter and playful, and it's transcendence. This is what you've all been asking for. How do I transcend this thing I think I am? How do I feel better? How do I get what I want? Well, what you want, what you truly want, is to transcend the self, is to invert from the outside into the inside out, is a radical shift in your approach to life. That's what you want. You can't see the benefit from where you are now. You have to take a leap of faith. You'll have to trust something. But you've had experiences of this. And now that your perspective is up here, you know that when you receive inspiration and when you act on the inspiration, that inspiration leads to more connection. More connection is more thrills, more fun, more love, more everything you really want, and less fear. All of the fear is in separation. In connection, the fear evaporates. Excellent question. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. Can you elaborate on the topic of neutrality? Now, I understand that when you're in fear and hate, you want to get to neutral and how that's beneficial. But on the other end of the continuum, if you're in joy and incitement, are you supposed to lean into the joy and incitement or are you supposed to dial it down to being neutral? Well, this is a very advanced question, quite frankly. Let's just start with this idea of meaning. Nothing has any inherent meaning in this reality. That plant behind you has no inherent beauty unless you choose to believe it's beautiful. If you choose to perceive that that plant is beautiful, then it's beautiful to you. If you choose to believe that that plant is dying and brown and ugly and the leaves are falling on the ground and you say it's not a beautiful plant, that's up to you. 
So you create meaning, and of course, meaning is fun. You can create all the meaning you want. But you have to just understand that you are creating that meaning. Nothing has any meaning. So how is that meaning created? Is it created in absolute love and acceptance, or is it created in fear and control? It depends on the perspective you're choosing. If you're choosing the perspective of the self, of the individual, always created in fear because the individual lives in separation, in the illusion, where the fear is. There's no fear without the illusion. In the truth, there's no fear. So what you're doing is you're saying, this is good, this is bad, this is better, this is worse. This is a positive emotion, and this is a negative emotion, all attached to some meaning, all based in the small self, and all based in the illusion. Certainly, you would like to move towards better feeling, better feeling, better feeling. But you don't want to move towards ecstasy, misery, ecstasy, misery, suffering, all these things. You want to see it for what it is. Why can't everything be beautiful? Why can't everything be perfect? Why can't everything be what it is? And so as you move towards more neutrality, just in general, just with the perception that you are part of a collective and you're part of this amazing planet and all life on that planet and that every aspect of it is you because you are creating it and you are creating it with meaning if you're in fear. If you're in love, you're seeing it for clearly for what it is. It's there for you in some way. And so there's no difference between the lover that you love with all your heart and the enemy that you hate as well. They are equal. They all come to serve a certain aspect of you. But you could make it all what you love. You could make it all brilliant. You could make it all perfect. How high can I go and how low I can go are related. That's fine. And that's necessary. That's part of the experience of this life. You came for the feeling of it. It is great to have wonderful feelings, but you have those wonderful feelings generally because you've had terrible feelings in the past and comparatively it feels wonderful and comparatively it feels terrible. As you go towards more neutrality, more understanding of perfection. If you thought everything was perfect, you couldn't see the bad side of anything. You couldn't say anything was wrong. You couldn't be in duality. It'd be impossible. If you had all the information, you couldn't be in duality. If you had all the information, it'd be impossible to say that person is wrong. Because if you had all the information, you would understand they're not wrong. They're perfect. And so as you go towards higher and higher perspectives, you gain insights and access to higher vibrational information. When you have an experience that you've been inspired to have, you get information from that experience. And that brings you towards more perfection or more neutrality. So the basis of the universe is neutrality, is connection, is truth, is love, is acceptance. The only place where there's this illusion is here. So you said, well, let me go into this and explore what this is like, this illusion of separation. And from that comes this weird thing called duality. Good, bad, right, wrong, better, worse. That doesn't exist. 
when there's no fear of separation or no illusion of separation. That doesn't exist. There's fear doesn't exist when there's no. If you had no fear of separation, the lion in your living room would cuddle you because you'd be offering the vibration of love. You see? There'd be nothing to fear. But you have to have this experience to understand what that is. Those who have never had a physical experience on earth do not understand this idea of duality. They intellectually know it, but they can't feel it. In fact, the feelings that are available here because of this illusion of separation are magnificent, are not available elsewhere. But you're just used to saying that's a bad feeling, that's a good feeling based on, well, when I felt that, this bad thing happened to me. Therefore, that's a bad feeling. Actually, they're all great feelings. The duality part messes up with how you interpret the feelings, but the feelings from a neutral standpoint are all magnificent and cannot be felt in the non-physical. So you come here for this feeling, and then you come as an emotionally sensitive person, so you really feel it. And then you say, I can't live like this, jumping up and down, back and forth, worrying about this and that, and feeling good, feeling bad. I got to figure this thing out. And so that draws you to teaching after teacher, after teacher, after teacher, eventually you find your way here. And then you ask a brilliant question, what's with this neutrality idea and how do we get to neutrality? And how you get to neutrality is by seeing yourself as the creator and connected to that which you think is bad or wrong and good, or good and right. You see, you can't say that person's bad when you know that person's you. Impossible. It's impossible. You can't say your pinky finger is bad when it gets a cut on it. It's not bad. It may hurt right now, but it's not a bad pinky finger because it's you. But when that you perceive that that person outside of you did something to you, that's the illusion. That's the illusion of separation. Actually, what they did was for you so that you could come to a new understanding of yourself. A new understanding of yourself that would lead you to Neutrality, to love, to acceptance, to non-judgment, to connection, to oneness. And oneness is the only truth. Thanks. Hi, Joshua. I had this, I guess, a pip, I don't know. I, I saw the word good differently a few weeks ago when I was thinking about the term feeling good. I was thinking the way that I usually use the term feeling good and the way that I think you use the word feeling good has to do with the way that I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. <laughs> um, but then I thought there's also the feeling that I am good. I feel like I'm saying both when I say feeling good. Would I just love to hear you riff on that concept. Well, feeling good, that's subjective, and would be a judgment call, is pretty much agreed upon. You are somewhere above that emotional horizon line. In essence, you're in alignment. But you don't have to be good to be in alignment. You can be pretty naughty and be in alignment. If you knew who you were in your non-physical self, you would be surprised at what you think is good from that non-physical perspective. What you think is good from the non-physical perspective is exploration is trying new things, is being authentic, is being transparent, is doing what you're inspired to do in the moment. 
It's also acting on urges and punching people in the face and yelling and screaming and being upset. That's fine too. That's good. You don't feel good because you're not in alignment, but you're not bad because you can't be bad. You're perfect. You see? So feeling good is simply another term for saying in alignment. It means that you're perceiving a reality that's more accurately perceived by your inner self, not actually truthfully, but more accurately. And out of alignment, you are just perceiving something as wrong or bad, which is never the case. So if you can't be bad, if you cannot sin, if you cannot do anything wrong, if you can't make a mistake, if you can't fail, if you can't make a bad decision, if there's no possibility that you could do anything wrong, if you understood that, you could only understand one thing, perfection. In alignment, you're feeling your perfection. You're feeling your power. You're feeling your connection. You're feeling how you intended to feel. You intended to live this life and experience these things and expand in joy. Joy, feeling good. Joy, being in alignment. Anytime you're in alignment at all, that's joy. You're interested in something. You're curious. You're investigating something. You're having a conversation. You're above that emotional horizon line. That's joy. That's feeling good. Feeling good? The term good? Sure. That's alignment. Out of alignment? You know how you feel out of alignment. You do not prefer that feeling. Why? Because that's fear. And it's not actually a bad feeling. It's a feeling associated with what you fear. To get your attention, when you choose to perceive reality inaccurately, when you choose to perceive you're a victim, for instance, when you're absolutely the creator of your reality, when you choose to go off on that tangent and muddy things up and believe you're not getting what you should be getting, or believe that people aren't treating you the way they should treat you, or believing that people don't care, or believing that they are only in it for themselves, that's the illusion. You see, because you are them, you are one. Everyone needs to experience all these things in different ways, but everyone around you is experiencing things and showing you who you are. Now, you might say, if I was really at a high perspective, everyone would show me love. To an extent, that is true, yet there will still always be some limiting beliefs at this higher level. And so what is actually happening is everyone and everything is showing you love, but not always how you see love. There is only one thing that's coming to you from any person that's love. Because the thing you want to see is the thing that you can't see. And so if someone is arguing with you or wishing you were different or being ornery or being ridiculous or acting crazy in your presence, they're doing it for you. And it is love. It is out of pure love. And you're doing the same thing for them. Now, what you think of as love is feeling good. But that has nothing to do with it. Love is knowing. So if you think about it, what are you here to do? You are here to grow and learn and expand in knowing. That's love. So if you hear expand in love, it's actually expand in knowing. And the more you know, the more you connect, the more you express your knowing or express your love. Now, you don't always know everything. In fact, you don't know very much, but you can extrapolate or 
articulate and even intellectually understand certain things. But to know is in the heart. And when you start to lead from the heart and perceive from the heart, imagine that you had an interaction with somebody, you think back about it now, and you said, what if I could go back there? And instead of leading with the intellect and wanting things to be different and wanting to be connected with in a different way than I was, what if I led from the heart? What if I led with such solidarity and knowing of who I am? What if I led with the knowing that that person who is being crazy is that that person is love too, is me, and is doing this for me? What if I knew that in the moment and I knew it with my heart? What if I led with that heart? Well, no matter what they were doing, it couldn't get you upset. It'd be impossible. And you couldn't act on an urge. You couldn't even receive an urge. You couldn't even receive the idea that they're misbehaving in any way whatsoever, or they're being inappropriate, or they're being wrong. You couldn't see them as wrong. It would be impossible if you led with the heart, if you knew who you were. But what if you practice that without actually knowing who you are? Just imagining who you are. We've told you who you are many times. We've told all of you who you are. You are love. You are source. You are forgetting it, but that doesn't mean you're not it. It means you are it. You just can't remember. What if you pretended you were source in that situation? Well, you'd get back some feedback. And it would really show you something. If you did it to control the situation and to prove you're higher or holier than thou, it'd just be another form of control. But if you really went through that experience in the heart, Anytime you're getting flustered or upset or triggered from anything and you said, stop, hold on, hold on. I perceive myself as a victim. That is not true. I am the creator of this. This event is for me to show me something. I'm sure I have some limiting beliefs here I can't see. Let's go forth in this experience now, not reactionary to what is happening, but actually proactively pretending I'm source, pretending I accept the situation, pretending I'm non-judgmental pretending that I am compassionate with those who are simply showing me what I need to see. What could you possibly imagine from that clarity? What do you think you would get if you entered a situation in acceptance and love, pretending you were source, leading with the heart, and observing what actually happens instead of reacting to it? Noticing the silly thoughts that come up and the urges to control conditions, noticing how you felt, noticing all this stuff that seems to always happen every time you're out of alignment. What if you said, I'm going to transcend that self to become connected to this person who is having a hard time with me right now? In the past, I would have wished they were different. I would have yelled at them, you're being silly, you're being stupid, stop acting like that. And I said, I understand must be pretty painful. I see how you can see it that way. You stand firm in love and see what they give you and see what transpires and see what magically is created from that in that reality because that reality is just a bunch of fairy dust. There's not really anything going on there. It just seems real. It's not real at all. It's really a dream. This is all really a dream. And when you wake up in the non-physical, once you've transitioned, you'll see, ah, oh, 
just like Adrian we have now. Wow. There was some interesting stuff that happened down there. I really shifted my perspective this lifetime and it'll feel like a dream. It will not be serious. None of it will be. You will see who everyone is and you'll be amazed at who they are. But that's the power that you have now to an extent. Your perspective is so high that you could actually do this. You could actually do this. You could actually hold off on taking any action based in that urge. Sure, you're emotionally sensitive. Of course you are. But you're also high perspective. And so in the moment, you have the ability to act differently when something is happening. To remember that you are them, that you are connected, that you are love. To remember that there is no separation between you. To remember that they are serving you in this moment right now with their outrageous, outlandish behavior. They are not wrong because they're perfect. There is no wrong. Yeah, you don't like that feeling, that negative emotion when you're all flustered, but they're not doing it to you. That's the illusion. Remember, they're not doing it to you. You were just perceiving they are because certainly if they had evaporated from the face of the earth, you would return back to alignment. So it seems like it's them, but it's never them. It's a belief that's not true. It's the thing that's holding you apart from everything you want. And you've asked them to come and show you that which you cannot see. They are in service to you. And when you inadvertently piss off someone else by something you say or do, you're not doing anything wrong. You're giving them the opportunity to see their own limiting beliefs. You can't fail. You can't do it wrong. This is an illusion. It's very heavy. You've been playing in it a long time. And there's some momentum to it. And there's some holding on to this idea that if I could disassociate with this, that, and that thing, if I just could keep these things apart from me, I wouldn't feel that. I wouldn't have to worry. If I could have a bunch of money in the bank, and if I could have more free time, and if I could have people that came and helped me, and if I could have these people who behave this way, and if I could have the streets cleaned, and if I could have love and acceptance flowing through the streets with everyone else, then I would feel better. If I could just have world peace. We're going to say something really corny here. You might have heard this before, but it all starts within. What you want out there has to come from in here. And so changing the conditions out there is like filtering the ocean with a handheld sieve. It's going to take a long time, and you're not going to really accomplish a lot. But if you can act differently in the presence of some situation that before would have got your feathers ruffled, this is where the change happens. This is where it alchemizes all of that nonsense into love. Every negative emotion you have ever had in your entire life could be absorbed into that body of love that is you and alchemized and released, not just for you, for the entire collective. Anything you're in fear of, when you process that, when you see the ridiculousness of that, when you sink into the victimhood of that negative emotion and then let it bubble up through that beautiful body of love that is you, you will laugh hysterically at that situation. And then you know that you've processed it, not just for you, but for the entire collective. This is the work that all of you can do. This is the work that you will be doing. This is the work that you are doing. The fact that you're at this perspective and thinking these thoughts and thinking these ideas and imagining that you could be the creative reality and everything's happening for you 
that is now available to anyone else who wants to grasp onto that because of what you're doing. You don't see how this ripples out to everyone else, but everyone else is you, and this is what you want. This is what you came for. You said, I will come forth, and I will sift and sort and play in this game with high emotional sensitivity and a vibration within me that seeks the truth, and you found the truth. And now you're playing with it and reconciling it and experimenting and saying, yeah, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. And you did it all to get something you wanted. But what you really wanted was to transcend that self and connect with every other person on this planet. Not all at the same time, but just a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here, a little here. The approach of connection rather than the approach of separation. That's all you have to think about. Am I connecting in this moment or am I pulling away? If I'm connecting, I'm living as intended. If I'm pulling away, I'm living in fear. It's the only thing you ever have to ask. Does this idea connect me with someone or pull me away from someone? Does my idea connect with something or pull me away from something? Is it designed to protect myself or to engage and lean in? Lean in, engage. There's nothing to fear. You're all one. You're all beautiful. You're all magnificent. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. If you look up the definition of ecstatic in the dictionary, of course, one is joy and excitement, exhilaration, but the other meaning is a transcendence of the self. And I had no idea until Joshua was using that term in the quantum life theory program. And so we looked it up and there it was, tr transcending the self. This world is not disconnected or separated. You are everything in your reality. You are everyone else. That is the idea of oneness. But we have the illusion that we're disconnected. And transcendence really begins by connecting more, connecting more, connecting more. And to do that, you have to push past fear. The fear is always the illusion. Joshua says there is rational fear. You could get hurt or killed. But most of the fear that we face, we don't even realize it's fear. It's doubt, worry, anxiety, things like that. And it causes you not to act when you're inspired. So one of the things that we do is the basic training course. It's a five-week course that really helps you understand 24 vital concepts in a very deep way. And there's an assignment with each one, so you feel the emotion. This emotion coupled with learning is what creates new brain connectomes or mental construct. And it's helped you change your perception of things, especially yourself. And you begin to transcend out of that small self into the bigger whole. It's a five-week course. We're in the middle of one right now. The next one will be in about five weeks from about now. And if you want more information on that, visit the website at the teachings of Joshua or you can send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Okay, remember to like and subscribe and leave a review and comments and likes and, and all that great stuff. Share it with your friends. We really appreciate everything you do to help promote these teachings and get them out there. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye.